Welcome back, everybody, to a special bonus episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. We're your partners in Wine, Crime, and Time. And I know we have a little bonus. We're doubling up this week because there's so much to talk about. So much to talk about. I mean, literally news breaking this morning. So many alerts. I know we are not talking about Leah Michelle and Beanie Feldstein and Funny Girl, even though that I think will become a Netflix feud documentary soon. I mean, what's the deal? Is Beanie like good, not good? I've heard very mixed things. And I'm like, I know good is subjective, but I also feel like. Well, from what I've heard, and I have not seen it, and I do love Beanie, I know good is subjective, but I know music he's aren't. Right. I'm like, and Broadway is like a big deal. It's not like she's kind of like Selena Gomezing her way on and through an album. I know. you You can belt it or you can't. I can't. Which is why you won't find me on Broadway. I can't either. And it's hard because I want to see Beanie on Broadway, but I feel this is such a hard role for someone to jump right into. So maybe she'll take some time off, do some movies, and maybe come back as like, I don't know. I hope she gets her time on the Broadway stage again, but I feel like she'll have to simmer a little bit and just chill with her buddy Ben Platt. Right? I mean, we loved Booksmart, so rooting for her. Yeah, rooting for her. But not really rooting for uh, any of the... I don't think I'm rooting for any of the people we're talking about. No, yeah, I was trying to think. Nope, not rooting for a single person. Yeah, I don't think. Not at all. (laughs) No, I mean, first up, we're going to delve into this yoga, bicycle, love triangle murder. Whole situation. I know, I was so... Because I've been... Sarah, I don't know about you, but I keep on seeing this in the news and in the headlines. And I I don't know. I feel like just because, like, though every aspect of the world is burning, and I was like, I don't know if I really need to dive into this triangle just yet but it seems to be one that we should put on our radar because i feel we're going to get a full answer soon but i think we have it yeah i I think we have it yeah i think we're just waiting for the sign sealed exactly as far as consequences i mean i think that'll be coming soon danny do you want to kick us off yeah we'll kick it off so the t yeah the uh austin t uh yeah so anybody who's not that familiar with this case It all started when this Austin cyclist, Colin Strickland, uh, started having an affair while living with his girlfriend, or then-girlfriend at the time, uh, yoga teacher Caitlin Armstrong. And he was, like, a professional cycler there, so he also, Mm -hmm. with that, like, would be his job. And he knew a lot of cyclers from around the country, et cetera. You know, Mm -hmm. seems like a small industry. Right. It seems like a small community, I would imagine, where, like, everybody knows everybody. And then you're like, oh, Lance? Yeah, I totally know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, He's got the strongest arms. Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, but Colin, because it's a small community, also has a reputation for himself to be a truly a quote-unquote douche uh, in the biking mm-hmm. community who kind of just only looks after himself. Who did you quote? Oh, this was one of his friends. I know. It, it was kind of like a heart, uh, heartless moment. Yeah, That's so, so funny. Disloyal. Someone in the biking community. Not loyal Old at friends all. friends calling you a douche. And I guess that would track for someone who has been having affairs because uh, it's kind of a douchebag behavior. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was having an affair with one cyclist, Mariah Mo Wilson, uh, who was based in San Francisco, but was in Texas for uh, just a trip. And he went to see her on, so they, ha- they had a fling, it kind of ended, I think just because distance, but then she was back in town, so he went to see her on May 11th. And apparently he told uh, Caitlin that he was running errands and his phone is dead, et cetera, et cetera, oh, et cetera. No. Okay, well, the thing is that I read that he and Caitlin were like dating and then they took a break and this affair or whatever with Mo only lasted a week. 
Okay, yeah. So it seemed like, yeah, because I know him and Caitlin were on and off and off and off and on. Just doesn't seem like a really great relationship. And I mean, that kind of makes sense from what we are gathering from him so far. So she kind of wasn't buying, like, was just kind of like suspicious about him, following him around. Case in point, found him dropping off Mo right. at her friend's pla- or at a place that she was staying at. I also read that she was texting her and saying, like, stay away from my man type stuff. That's not a direct quote, but that's the gist. In that, in that uh, realm, which is just kind of like, uh, it's just such a messy triangle, too. If you ever catch me saying the words, my man, in oh. earnest... Put me out of my misery because I, yeah, because that you would be you would be Lala Kenting, and that's not exactly. A, and I don't want to do that. No, ever. I love watching her on TV. I don't know if I want to emulate her precisely in terms of relationships. I will say in terms of relationships, precisely. She does seem like a good mom, so that's good. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> anyway, so after Colin dropped off Mo, there was video surveillance of both him dropping her off but also a black SUV kind of pulling up really quickly after. So she wasn't really that discreet in following. Yeah, not exactly subtle. Yeah, and this this car matched uh, the description of Caitlin's car. So mm. unfortunately then, as uh, th- why this has been in the news so much, is that Mariah was found shot to death with a 9mm handgun multiple times and was discovered by her friends, which is... Uh, so awful, and people are feeling that she was murdered by Caitlyn in a jealous rage. We are seeing that is becoming truer and truer by the minute. And of course, how'd she even have this gun? Colin gave her this gun earlier this year. So what the fuck, dude? What I don't know the if fuck? A, a Valentine's Day rifle or what? But I really only in Texas. Actually, that's not true in a few places, but but very Texas. I also am confused if you're with your on again, off again girlfriend who you like. Don't treat the best, and you have fights with. Why would you? Why, 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 I don't really know what his thought process was. There. I know why <laughs> give her a gun. Yeah, the police. I mean, obviously, because this does seem kind of like a uh, very straightforward story. The police did question her, but she slipped through on a technicality while talking to them, and the bitch fled. I mean, hey, know your rights. That's all I got to say. There is that truth. You you gotta yeah. Uh, read up. You know what? Know your rights. But if you are guilty, don't fly because there's cameras everywhere in airports. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I support knowing your rights. I don't support like going on a lamb or whatever. Let's legit what lamb. she did. She was on a lamb. So she went from Austin to the Houston airport and then to the LaGuardia airport on May 11th and then vanished. I read it was Newark. Oh, I read LaGuardia. You know why I think it's LaGuardia? Because my friend who always flies from Texas lands there. So I feel like... Oh, but then I know she flew to Costa Rica from Newark. Oh. So she wow. was really okay. just zipping. She was in the Google Maps NYC all airports area. <laughs> she, she booked on that. On yeah. Hopper, like, on okay. Hopper, yeah. <laughs> come Dasher, come Dancer. So yeah, so like Sarah said, she uh, went to Costa Rica where she was found... Uh, after a 43-day manhunt. So she was there for over a month. Well, this is what's crazy, too, is that she, like, so when she was down in Costa Rica, number one, she flew using a fraudulent passport. Yeah. It may have been her sister's passport, and that's just based uh. on Inside Edition had, like, photos of what was found in her hostel, and I guess her sister's passport was found among her things. But, so she was there for 43 days. She's in, like, multiple areas in Costa Rica, she was using a fake name. What was she calling herself? She oh. was calling herself. I wrote this down. Oh, like names like Beth Martin, Liz Martin. And these names she was using, she was using them at yoga studios. Like 
yeah. multiple. Oh, she still had to namaste. Like, it, she still I, had to zen. I'm like, how is this lady on the run still got to do like Shavasana or whatever? Well, you know what's crazy? She was doing it because she really was just like, oh, my new life is in Costa Rica. You tried it. I was like, yeah, I guess being on the run from a murder would be stressful. Yeah, zen, yeah. But And she wanted to learn how to do like surfboard yoga, which I'm like, oh, so you have the... So she had mental a plan. disassociation or like yeah compartmentalization to be like you know what let me expand my horizons let me do a few different yoga moves in the water that's out of control like she really had her whole other life planned a whole plan until June 30th because that is yeah. when she was found at a hostel on the Santa Teresa beach by US marshals they discovered her and like with altered appearances so she really wasted no time Yes. Uh, do anything. She dyed her hair, cut her hair, and also had a bandage on her nose and bruising under her eyes. She said it was from a surfboard accident, but people are thinking it was reconstructive surgery because the like, Inside Edition photos that Sarah mentioned, uh, one witness said that they found a like um, like a over six hundred or six thousand dollar receipt for cosmetic surgery yes. that was left behind. I mean, she looks completely so different. different. I'm like, so also, different. I'm like, Cheap nose job, too, because I'm like, nose job is eye job for that? Yeah, I, I don't feel really like know how much that's definitely why her under, I mean, I think that's probably why her under eyes were like bruised, because that's what oh, happens yeah. when you break your nose. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's just kind of the, the literal ripple effect. Oh, now that sounds so painful. Yeah, so they believe that she was at the hostel, not surprisingly, to stretch her money, because she was doing all the yoga class there, kind of setting up to get her life going. She also got a lot of this money just in cash, because she sold a car, at an Austin Carmex dealership for twelve thousand, so she was kind of just running on that. But after the flights, the almost seven thousand in uh, plastic surgery and yoga classes and a hostel, she—I don't know how long her what her game plan was for long term. I mean, I don't know. I feel like number one, those doctors worked quick because she was yeah. only gone for like a month and a half, pretty much. Yeah, she really. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she barely. tried it. She tried it. She landed and went right to there. Yeah. Immediate, like, land, nose job, like, right away. <laughs> Which, I mean, that is usually the L.A. flight. So, I mean, I guess it just is <laughs> kind of part of the course. She just is prepped on that. Uh, but, yeah, so she's now back on U.S. soil. She got back on July 3rd and is facing the murder charges in Austin. And her bond is set for $3.5 million, which I don't think anybody will uh, get for her. I mean, I don't know. We don't know that much, but yeah. I don't know. That's... That's- Jesus. I, I mean. Know. Oh, yeah. And also, another time on top of the murder, it's the unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. Yeah. And all this stuff. So she's really having a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff coming at her. Yeah. A lot of charges. Well, speaking of charges, here's a surprise. Really <laughs> Truly. We should have put this in our end of year um, guessing game. We should have. I would have said no. Not because I, I didn't think that she should have done it, but because I thought like sheer like willful ignorance was going to prevail. Her tagline said she wasn't going to do it. Her merch she was selling said she wasn't going to do it. But yes. what did Jen Shaw do, Sarah? She pleaded guilty to fraud charges. And mind you, this is after like an entire season of television where she's like screaming, crying about her innocence on national TV. She put on a decent act, definitely better than Erica's, I think. She did. She did. She 
It is funny too, because I saw a tweet where people are like, how does Erica feel that someone who's actively com- like saying they're guilty has more support, not from me or Sarah, but has more support from the, the Twitter verse uh, than you? Yeah, I'm like, from who? Not me. Uh, from whom? Just Meredith Marks. Uh, pff, yeah, I'm like, well, Meredith, that didn't age well at all. Meredith mm-hmm. tweeted like, in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty and defending Jen. I'm like, number one, that's in a court of law. Like, I don't have to have a presumption of innocence in my own head. Yeah, I can think my- whatever I want about Jen. Exactly. Because, yeah, ma'am, so who's calling who a fraud? Love you. Right. I've always Bye. thought that she was guilty. So that opinion mm. aged well for me. <laughs> same, same, same. So Jen and others, including her assistant, Stuart Shaw, allegedly ran a telemarketing scheme that targeted the elderly, according to like federal documents Which, and prosecutors. So fucked up. It yeah. just really is a cruelty and cruelty. And also, I forgot. I don't know if we mentioned the top. For anybody who's like, who the fuck are they talking about? She's from Real Hustles of Salt Lake City. I assume everybody knows that. Oh. But just so you guys know that. Right. Whoops. <laughs> So basically, like as a quick refresher, Jen and Stuart and these other people sold lead lists of potential fraud victims to other actors in this gigantic scheme, and they would sell them fake services. Some of them include like like developing websites, which people would pay for but never got built. And a lot of these people were above the age of 55, and Jen also knew that. Yeah. And basically, Jen has been like screaming that she's innocent, blah, 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 but prosecutors said that Jen never put her name on financial documents and she would instead use family members' names and she would use encrypted messaging to talk to her like co-conspirators in the scheme. So essentially, they're like, she knew what she was doing and she does was that, trying to cover her tracks. Does that mean like family members' names and stuff? Does that get them involved? Or I, I guess am if wondering. She takes, if she takes the guilt for it, but still. Right, I'm wondering if she like pleads guilty, they'll take the heat off the family members, but... I would imagine that would be bad for them. Because I really don't. I really feel like Coach, her husband, did not have any involvement in this. Because her and Stuart were just really Coach, like buddy buddies together. My God, bless him. But I'm like, you, I, my God, whichever woman oh. ends up with him next, like, is gonna be so lucky because this guy is the most faithful man in the universe, and I don't understand it. Really, truly, truly, truly. Like, wow, he's a true ride or die. I mean, good for Jen. She's lucky to have it. She needed something, yeah. So back in November, Stewart changed his not guilty plea to guilty while Jen was still maintaining her innocence. That changed today in a kind of surprise move that nobody saw coming. I think she just went to court and like pleaded guilty all of a sudden. Like we didn't know that she was going to do this. Which is smart because she's been rolling up to court and head to Toguchi. And I'm like, really? Like, she ma'am. really was not trying to be likable at all. No. So I think she realized that the jig was up. Agree. So... She changed her plea to guilty today. The sentence calls for up to 14 years in prison, according to the deal. And she, yeah, it's a lot. But it's more than, like, she was facing, like, multiple decades in prison. That's true. So up to 14 years, she'll pay over $9 in restitution to her victims and also forfeit $6 million. I don't know where she's going to get all this money. She was Airbnb-ing her house, but... Yeah. So, uh, good luck. That is it's a hard thing because they were moving. Last time we saw it, they were moving out of that rental, everything like that, really struggling. So this is a tricky situation. I don't really know how she's going to work herself out of. I wonder how I feel she will definitely face jail time. Oh, my God. Wait, I thought you were like, she's going to FaceTime in jail. No, I oh. 
words are scrambled. Yes. She I, will probably try yes. to zoom into some recordings for Salt Lake City, but I think she oh, definitely 100%. is going to fit. I don't know, 14? I could see it's three or time. five. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see, but wow, that's really a lot of years to spend in jail. And like she has, you know, young kids and. Yeah. And well, if you have young kids, you know what my rule is? Don't scam old people. And then yes. you can hang out with your young kids because there you go. Because 14 years, she's 40, how, uh, 48 now. So she could, mm. the longest she can come out, she's 60. And it's like, girl. I mean, realistically, I feel like if, if she does get sentenced to the maximum, and she also said that she won't appeal if the sentence is uh, 168 months, which is 14 years or fewer. But so even if she does get the maximum, like she'll probably be out in half that. That's true. For like good behavior and stuff. And, Talk about that, like, because I mean, yeah, Teresa. Well, she was only in for a year, or so so you know, she probably is. She probably, I, I know for a fact, she's like, I'm the new Teresa. When it's like, no, baby, you've just been on a reality show for two seasons, and you fraud, and you're fraud. I mean, we're also like, you know, seven years from now, I you don't. can't bank on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City still being here. No, like, I can't bank. We can't. Yeah, but be- best of luck to you and all your merch endeavors. I guess it's a half off sale for all her shirts that say Jen Shaw is not guilty. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I hope. Flash sale. Everybody go burn those. Please. Yeah. If you bought one, also look inward a little bit. Truly. <laughs> Wait, but what's the other update you have for Sarah? Oh, yes. There was a Theranos update. Very, really quick one. I feel like it kind of went under the radar. Yeah, I didn't really. Right. That's because, I mean, Elizabeth Holmes was the biggest component in all this, and she has already been convicted. But Sonny Balwani, who, her boyfriend and, like, former Theranos CEO, I believe, or is he the CEO? Maybe she was the CEO. He was, like, also some executive. I forget. He was a skater boy. I don't know. Uh, right. He... Uh, he was the oh yeah he was the COO COO I knew it okay yeah anyway I didn't know it he was convicted of all twelve fraud counts against him what's interesting Ooh. is I think that Holmes was only convicted of like four um, I think so so I don't really know why he has more fraud counts but he was found guilty of two counts of conspiracy to commit fraud six counts of defrauding investors maybe because he was a COO uh, mm. four counts of patient fraud and what's wild is he faces up to 20 years in prison for each fraud count oh fuck yeah and wow sometimes i think you can like serve them concurrently but i don't know i know that yeah but i feel like this was a big one i don't know if they're gonna be concurrent all of those even if you could if you if you serve six of these concurrently (laughs) right it's like damn and so he's going to be sentenced later this year and so because I, I know Elizabeth is September 26th of this year, I want to say. OK, I was I was wondering that because I just read that they were, I guess, maybe waiting for his trial outcome to see mm. to to schedule her sentencing. So that's going to happen like so, on, on the sooner side. Um, and just as a refresher, back in January, Elizabeth was convicted of conspiracy to commit fraud against investors and also three counts of wire fraud. And each of her charges carries a maximum penalty of 20 years. We don't know how much prison time she's facing yet, but it will be an amount. It will it will be an amount coming on soon. So yeah. it is one of those good lessons for everybody who thinks you want to try to cheat the system. You will <laughs> probably end up by one of the last two people we were just talking about. Don't. Um, you know what, though, is, like, interesting? Because I've been listening to 
some really good con podcasts. I forgot which one. One was called Queen of the Con. One was Smokescreen. Both good. They're like more investigative. And they were saying that pretty much almost any type of fraud you commit nowadays will count as wire fraud because like most of it involves a credit card. And once you do that, that's wire fraud. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of it like that. And I feel like wire fraud always gets you and mail fraud always gets you. Mm -hmm, So don't mm -hmm. use the mail for your frauds. Don't wire. Yeah, just whisper the frauds. Honestly, <laughs> look back to the fraudster that we covered. Sarah How, Sarah How, just word of mouth it for a little word bit. Who knows? Word of mouth it. Oh my god! Right? Yeah, that's our that's our tidbit. For- <laughs> right. I feel like Everybody word else. of mouth fraud is like the difference between an actual fraudulent scheme and just like a failed business. You're like that. Ah, I tried. That's so true. You're like God. Yeah. <laughs> but it's better to fail in business than be in prison for seventy five years. That's a fact. I'll take that. I'll I, take that. I, I think that's true. That sounds like that Broadway play. <laughs> yeah, how to succeed in business. So, uh, yeah, but that's, I feel like we're going to be doing these bonus episodes maybe once a month or so. Just yeah. little quick updates. Stories that were like, I don't know if we want to talk about Jen Shaw. I mean, we could, but we'll leave I, that to Dylan. I mean, Dylan. we talked about her twice, I think, for like two full episodes. Yeah, so she's, she's in depth. I'm a little shawed out, but. Um, yeah, I am a, I'm a shaw of a being after talking yes, about her. Yeah. I feel like we definitely need some some more housewife crimes to happen. Ooh. I think they're all just right under the surface. So, yeah, you know, we just got to for a little uh, a little uh, wind to come and knock the sails down a little bit. But yeah, we'll keep eyes out for any interesting because these are just going to come up whenever we see stories that we feel like are kind of more breaking and developing stuff like that. So we'll keep you guys all posted with that. And if you see stories that you think would be fun for uh, bonus episodes like this or full-on episodes, let us know in the group, not another true crime group, or DM them at Not Another True Crime. You can always follow me at Casper Danny. Casper with a K. Follow me at Sarah Lameem and we'll be back on Monday. Woo. Not Another True Crime podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.